What was the first thing you bought with your own money? For me, it was a Christian t-shirt. I got my first paycheck from the Christian bookstore I worked at and I bought this hunter green t-shirt that said truth on the front of it. And it was like a skater style shirt, cool graphic on it. And it said truth really big and big red letters on the back of the shirt. And I wore that thing to high school thinking, I look like a million bucks. I mean, and I, I, I probably did, just to be honest. Uh, I loved wearing the shirt, and, and it helped perpetuate this image I was trying to, to project to the world that I'm a Christian, but I'm still cool because I wear a Christian shirt with a Christian message, but it's still cool. And I wore that thing out. By the end of my sophomore year, it was almost in, in tatters. I, th I think actually one day I got it out of the dryer and it just blew away, just disintegrated into, into the universe. But as I was wearing that shirt for a couple of months, I started realizing that the message I was proclaiming and the things that I believed didn't always match up with the way I was living. As I would slide that t-shirt on, I would realize I was sliding the word truth over my head. And I was thinking, are all the thoughts I'm thinking true? Are all the thoughts I'm thinking as a 15 and 16 year old boy always true? I'm like, oh boy, I've got some work to do. Sliding that, that badge of truth surrounding my heart. All the things I want, all the, all the ways I live, do they line up with the truth? And it was, it was, a, it was a, a gut check for me. And as a teenager, I, I wanted to do the right things, but my path wasn't always a straight line. And though most of the wrong things I did were just plain dumb, I was a 16-year-old kid like anybody else. And I started asking myself this question that I want us to be asking for the next couple of, next couple of weeks. And it's a simple question, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Uh, but it's an important question. You might think it has a simple answer, and, it, and it's not a super complicated answer, but to really follow Jesus in this day and age is it's a difficult thing to do, and it's very important for us. This is at the essence of why you and I are on the planet Earth and how we're supposed to live our lives it's all wrapped up in this question of how do we follow Jesus? There's a scripture in 1 Timothy from, from Paul, one of the leaders of the church, to his protege, Timothy. And in chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says this, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will renounce the faith by paying attention to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons through the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared with a hot iron. Well, Mike, we just started here. <laughs> that was pretty heavy. This just got out of hand real fast. What Paul is saying is that there's a day coming where some people are going to renounce their faith. We see it in, in headlines. It's so sad to see some Christian celebrity has renounced their faith or a, a Christian leader has fallen into some sort of scandal. And it reminds me of those days of, of wrestling with that even as a 16-year-old. I'm saying one thing, but does my life match up to it? Paul continues talking to Timothy and says in verse 6, If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished 
on the truths of the faith and the good teaching that you have followed. He's saying point these things out to each other. Remind each other as we're walking along of what it means to follow Jesus. Because it's possible, Paul's saying, it's possible to wander off the path. We may hear a voice from our culture or, or follow an impulse. No one, no one just wakes up one day and says, I'm going to mess up my life. Maybe I can go and ruin my marriage. What can I do to, to get fired at work? No one wakes up like that. It's a slippery slope that happens one, one decision at a time. And it usually happens over a long period of time. And our culture is not helping. There's so many lies out there. Our culture says it doesn't matter if you follow Jesus. The culture says, oh, just, just choose your own path. We could have a, a lie in our heads that says, oh, as long as you believe the right thing, um, it doesn't matter how you actually live. Uh, going, back to, going back to our culture, it says, just get ahead and, and be comfortable, be happy, get what you want at any cost. As long as you're happy, go for it. There's a, a lingering influence, especially for those of us here in America, of Niccolo di Bernardo di Machiavelli. Machiavelli. This guy wrote a, a book called The Prince, and he was a philosopher. He lived in the late 1400s into the early 1500s, and he's the one that came up with the phrase, the ends justify the means. And he basically said, you, do, you can do whatever you want to keep and to get power. As long as you get power, and as long as the outcome is good, uh, your methods don't really matter. <laughs> it's a sobering thought that he's considered by many to be the father of modern political philosophy. It's where we get the term Machiavellian. Um, he would say, even bad behavior is okay, just as long as the outcome is good. And that's what leads us to these thoughts where it says, it doesn't matter how I live, as long as I believe in the right things, as long as the outcomes and the externals are, are okay, the inside doesn't matter. The methods we use, it doesn't matter. Guys, that's a huge contrast from the way of Jesus. And today, I want us to just remind each other that following Jesus, the Jesus way, is, is the way we should go, and we, and we can't let ourselves be pulled off of that path. You know, in contrast to the Machiavellian way, the Jesus way uh, is much different. Jesus replied to a bunch of, uh, of the religious leaders of his day in John 8, verse 31. He replied like this, uh, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Notice that word hold to. In, in the, the biblical definition of that phrase is, is to continue, to submit to that teaching, to abide in that teaching. It's, it's about following Jesus, and I'm going to continue to do it. But any of us can be deceived. And Jesus is saying, like, hey, hold to this. Don't let go of it. Don't, don't take your eyes off of it. And now, now more than any time, now is a great time for us to dig in and to refresh ourselves and to re-examine what it really means to follow Jesus. And I, I love the ending 
in verse 31, I grew up in churches that, oh my goodness, will preach that. And the truth shall set you free. If you want to get a good amen, you just throw that verse out there. If you've lost everybody, you just say that one and it'll bring everybody right back, right where you, and the truth shall set, shall set you free. And if you say it really well, they may even throw a shoe at you. And that's a good thing in the churches that I come from and get a lot of it. I mean, that will preach, but how can the truth set us free? And that question is where we're gonna spend a little bit of time today. Uh, the words of Jesus again, a few chapters later in John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in this verse, we've got three components, the way, the truth, and the life. And notice that the, the word order there, because this is important, the way comes first. In my background and in my own day-to-day -day thinking, the truth gets most of the spotlight, but we can't separate those things. Those three words are incredibly interconnected. They are symbiotic. The way goes with the truth, goes with the life. We cannot skip the way. The way we talk, we can't skip the way we work, the way we parent, even, even the way we play is, is tied to the Jesus way. The way, the truth, and the life. You can't get rid of the Jesus way and only have the Jesus truth and still get the Jesus life. You live the Jesus way, you, that leads you to the Jesus truth, and that leads you to the Jesus life. It's only when you follow Jesus, and, and that's how you get connected to the truth. This is, and then that's how we get the life that Jesus promised. So back to our, our question that we started out with, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well. First of all, it means don't skip the way. That's what I've been telling you. And our culture will tell us it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. Just go ahead and get whatever you can and take it however you want to. Just what matters is your happiness, your comfort, and, and it's like peace is the goal of life. And then you can put things in cruise control and you'll never have any problems ever again. But if, if you've been around a little while, you can sniff out that lie if you, if you articulate it like that, but it's sneaky and it sneaks in through advertising, our, com our conversations or comparing ourselves to other people. No, that's not the Jesus way. The Jesus way says that if the ends and means don't match up, the actual end is desecrated. We go the Jesus way to get the Jesus life. And that's the only way to really get there. So when I say ends and means, just want to make sure we know what we're talking about. The means, that means the way we get to the goal. It's the language we use. It's the work, how we do our work. It's the character that we're developing in our life, no matter what we do. It's the family and friends that we form. The how of life matters. And for Jesus followers, the end that's God's work of salvation. It's eternal life. The end is God's complete work. And we get to participate that in that now. Once we turn over control of our life to Jesus, we get to 
participate and experience these glimpses of the eternal life in our day-to-day life now. We don't have to wait for it. Jesus used the term kingdom of God to describe this kind of, this kind of phenomenon that we, we get to live in God's kingdom when, when Jesus is the Lord of our life. And Jesus is the only way to this. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me, despite what a lot of voices in our culture say, that oh, all roads lead to God, all paths are leading to the same place. No, Jesus is not a universalist. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the road to God, but also walking the road like Jesus walked is the way to God. And we will know the truth has a name. (laughs) The name is Jesus. So uh, if we want to participate in that kingdom of God life now and get eternal life, we get there through Jesus and through the Jesus way. The way we go matters. And what does that look like? Well, we look to Jesus. What did it look like to, to go towards eternal life? Jesus said, if you have ambition, if you want to be the greatest in my kingdom, serve the most. If, if you want to, to lead, be humble, be patient, uh, seek wisdom, seek Jesus, put others first. It's very countercultural. If you want to go towards the Jesus life that we all want, we all want eternal life, we, we all want to go to heaven. Well, if we want to get there, it looks like Jesus on the cross, putting others ahead of himself, following Jesus, washing feet, uh, serving others. So for the past couple of years, I've just had this hunch that God's wanted us as, 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 as a church to hit the reset button. We're sitting here <laughs> having this moment together because we've had to rethink how solid ground is a church. And we've expanded that online. We've, a lot of us in our culture have re-examined uh, what we're spending our lives on. People are working differently. People are realizing that they don't wanna spend their life in a certain job or uh, doing certain things. Well, don't be, as we're hitting this reset button, don't be deceived by what the culture will tell you about success. Don't be deceived about how to find happiness. Jesus is the only way to true fulfillment and the eternal kind of life, and his ways matter. Don't be like like the 16-year-old Mike and put a Christian t-shirt over a Machiavellian heart or a Machiavellian mind and say, I'm, I'm just gonna do, do right on the outside. How I get there doesn't matter. As long as I believe the right things. No, if you do that, you're missing out. You're missing out on true joy and true contentment. For the past couple of years, God has been molding us and shaping us. Let's make sure that we can hear what God's been trying to tell us over the past few years. Are we listening? Are we listening to what God is saying? Are we examining our own lives? This isn't about, this isn't about just uh, following Jesus and following all of these rules. Like This is the way we were created to live. Jesus' heart for you isn't say, follow me and stop doing all that bad stuff and stop being naughty. Jesus' heart 
for you and I is saying, oh, the way you go matters and, and when you don't walk in my ways, you're carrying around stuff that's too heavy for you. You're, you're putting things a little, a little uh, like a, putting a pebble in your shoe. Every time we believe a lie about the way that the world works according to whether it's Machiavelli or, or, or the news or movies, when we believe that our worth and value comes from, from what we do or how much we have or our, how attractive we are, it's like being on a long journey and putting just more and more rocks in our shoes. Jesus wants to empty, empty your shoes, empty my shoes, empty our packs so we can walk how we were supposed to walk in freedom with joy and contentment. So I've got a, a challenge for us for the next 21 days. I want to challenge you to take this book, John, in the Bible and just read one chapter from the book every day. Maybe you want to read uh, one chapter over. You don't have to get through. There's 21 chapters, but maybe you just get stuck on John chapter 1 or John chapter 14 or whatever it is. But just read one chapter out of John every day and ask yourself, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Even better, ask Jesus, what does it mean to follow you? Where do you see people following Jesus? What do you uh, read about following Jesus. What does Jesus have to say about it? What does that look like? And you can follow along with us at sgbic.com. We'll post some questions there for different chapters. And I want to challenge you to get together with someone over the next 21 days and process what you're reading in light of that question. Whether you call them up on the phone or, or go to Starbucks or something, I'll leave that up to you. But Get together with someone over the next 21 days and, and talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus and where are you winning? What are some areas maybe that they can pray for you in? Uh, if you need help finding a buddy <laughs> to process it with, reach out to us on the website and, and we can help you with that. But this is important for us to do in community and to do together so that we can, can, can start living that eternal life now. And I think it's so important with, with the surrounding cultural climate that's growing more and more hostile to the way of Jesus, we've got to keep reminding ourselves how important it is that we don't act like everybody else in the world, that we can do the right thing in the right way. But the only way we do that is to remind ourselves uh, and, and hold the model up and focus on it. Jesus is the model. And Jesus, when we follow his way, uh, it will take us through any single thing. So um, let me go ahead and pray for you, and, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll conclude our time of, of worship together. Dear Heavenly Father, we hear your voice calling us uh, to follow you. And over the next 21 days, will you please uh, open our eyes uh, to the path? Uh, may you open our ears to hear you calling us and God, will you please examine our hearts for any, anything we want that's contrary to your way or any way we've been behaving that's contrary to your way. God, we turn away from all other ways right now and focus on you and ask that, that you would guide our steps over the next 21 days and you would heal us on the journey, but also fill us up with your joy and your love and make us a bright shining light into everyone 
in our lives. God, we pray this in your holy and mighty and precious name. Amen. So until we're together again, may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine down upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and turn his face towards you. And may God give you his peace. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.